I want to welcome everybody back to the Vintage Christian Truth Podcast, where we share real truth for real people to have real life in Jesus. And as always, you're joined with uh, myself, Pastor Sam, and my good friend, Pastor Brian. And we're going to continue our series on spiritual warfare this evening. Um, and uh, and so, Pastor Brian, we're just going to get right to it here. When If you have someone in your church or someone that may feel like they're under some type of demonic attack, um, what would kind of be your advice or your counsel that you might give them? And the reason I ask you that is because in some of the churches that I've preached at and, and pastored, I mean, I have seen some pretty outlandish, what I might would even call ludicrous ideas on how to defeat the devil, uh, ranging from putting, getting table salt, making a circle, uh, putting olive oil, anointing, you know, doors of the church, doors of your house, uh, and some type of olive oil anointing. Um, I've seen people almost, res- you know, resort to doing some type of magic, voodoo, superstitious sayings, whether they're calling for a Catholic priest or maybe a prophet or somebody that they consider very, quote, anointed to drive the demon out. How, how exactly would you handle a situation where a church or someone feels like they are under satanic attack? Well, uh, I guess first thing, and, and you hit you hit on probably my first thing, is I would tell them uh, if, you're, if you feel that you're under a demonic attack, do not, and I repeat, do not go to any of your, uh, go to, don't go to your movie cabinet by all means. Uh, there's nothing there that's going to help you. Uh, I don't know that I would Google it because, uh, because you know, we're not, um, we are not Roman Catholics and, and that's probably where the majority of, uh, things that, that come from, uh, on online, that's, that's probably what you're going to find. Um, and, and don't, and don't buy into any of these, uh, silly myths, this, you know, table salt, these anointing oils, these, all these different things that, uh, you know, go to the word, um, get your Bible out, uh, start studying, find a wise pastoral counselor, counselor, counsel from whoever, whatever church that you go to. Uh, but just spend time in the word, uh, believe it or not. Um, scripture teaches us, uh, that, that, that all things pertaining to life and godliness can be found in, in scripture. Um, and so, uh, and so if, if you, if you feel that that's indeed what's taking place and I would urge you to go to the word, spend some time studying there. Uh, I would probably begin at Ephesians six. Um, uh, because Paul, I mean, Paul by all means, uh, knew what spiritual warfare was like. Um, I mean, I can't imagine, uh, being a guy who was a fierce opponent of the church and then, um, and then, you know, within a, about a chapter and a half, if you go read it from a, from a biblical standpoint, it's about a chapter and a half or, or maybe one page to the next in a very short order. Uh, Paul was went from fierce opponent of the church to one of the fiercest evangelists that, that the church has ever known. Um, and so he would certainly uh, I would think he would certainly uh, know what spiritual warfare was like. I'm quite sure that, that the. Uh, the time that he was zealous in persecution of the church probably came up quite often, and in, in, uh, in, as Satan continued to 
use uh, people and use uh, emotions to turn him away from the preaching of the gospel. I'm, I'm quite sure he knows exactly what uh, spiritual warfare is like. And in Ephesians 6, uh, he are or what those uh, pieces of that armor uh, is. Um, he, uh, he lays them all out and kind of what their function is in Ephesians 6. Uh, he talks about the, uh, the helmet of salvation. He talks about the sword of the spirit. He talks about the uh, breastplate of righteousness um, uh, and the shoes of your feet being the readiness given by the gospel of peace. And he says that that's, that's what it takes to extinguish all the flaming dark. Um, and so uh, I would say that, that get in the word, uh, spend time there and spend time in prayer. Um, we, uh, we had a, we had a, a little family uh, incident. Um, I don't know. It's probably been about a year and a half, maybe two years ago now. Um, but a period of, uh, of real demonic attack on my family. And, uh, and there was, I mean, my, my wife is a, uh, a very godly woman, probably, you know, probably the godliest person I know. And she, uh, she, she felt those attacks earlier than I did. She, I think her spiritual gift is probably discernment. Um, like I said, she just, she could see those things and feel those things much quicker than I could. And it wasn't, it really wasn't until, um, until my son started to also experience them that I, uh, that I started to see the, you know, what was taking place. So I got some counsel from some good friends of mine and, and some pastors that I, that I know. Um, and, uh, and, and I just spent a lot of time in prayer. We spent time in prayer as a family and, uh, you know, asking God for protection, uh, asking God to rid us of any, uh, demonic opposition that might have been uh present at the time and uh and we just spent time on the word together and um and uh pray we, we praise god for the victory that we know we have over satan whether we've realized it yet or not uh and and thank thankfully praise god those uh, uh those things started to subside and and we didn't deal with near as much uh opposition i think for the christian uh spiritual warfare is a constant um to, to feel that that you're under particular demonic attack now is understandable, but to think that there are days that you're not is probably foolish. Um, and so uh, keep in mind that, that our connection to God, uh, our time in prayer and our, and our time spent in the word is the most powerful weapon that we have against our enemy's attacks. No, that's well said. And uh, <clears throat> like we talked about in our previous episode too, you know, we have to realize we are in a spiritual war and that we do have right. a, a great enemy, uh, a great nemesis named Satan. Um, he's also referred to as the devil, and he's also referred to as the prince of the power of the air, the god of this age. Uh, Jesus refers to him as the strong man. Um, and so those titles given to us in Holy Scripture reaffirm or really teach us that, that our primary enemy is not flesh and blood, but it's against spiritual evil, unclean, wicked, spiritual beings who are called demons. And the, the prince of demons would be the devil himself, also known as Satan. And 
you know, one of his major missions is to try to steal, kill, and destroy. He's trying to deceive. He's a master deceiver. Um, he hates God. He hates the church. He hates the true people of God. And uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna wage war effectively, if we're gonna win this war, then we have to fight a spiritual war with spiritual weapons. And I love what Pastor Brian brings up out of Ephesians six, verses ten through seventeen, because if you look at what the Apostle Paul tells us to do, he says, "Hey, look, you're gonna you, you know you're fighting against these fallen demonic spirits." And um, and the only way that you're going to be able to withstand them and overcome them is you must continually put on the whole armor of God. And that's literally what it means in the original Greek language. It's not just something you put on one day a week on Sundays, but it's something we should always be putting on. And when I say put on the armor of God, I don't necessarily mean every day you pray, Lord, I'm putting on the helmet of salvation now. I'm putting on the shoe. <laughs> or not. I don't think you put on your spiritual clothes like you do your physical clothes every day, but I, I think it has more to do with how you live your daily life and how you live and operate moment by moment. Because if you look at what Paul says in there, you know, he talks about, you know, gird yourself up with the belt of truth, uh, which means, hey, if you're going to if you're going to overcome Satan, you have to be walking in the truth, uh, living uh, by the truth. Don't, you know, don't say you love Jesus and you're living in sin and you're teaching false doctrines. If you're doing that, then the devil's the devil's going to really trip you up and mess you up. The breastplate of righteousness, you know, um, if you're going to overcome Satan, then you have to live right according to God's word and God's commandments. If not, you open yourself up to a gut shot. Uh, boots of the gospel of peace, um, you know, those that that basically just means, hey, you know, Roman soldiers had these boots that had nails in the bottom of them like cleats, and that would give them a sure footing and would help them advance to overcome the enemy. And so as we go out and we spread the good news of Jesus, um, we have peace in our minds and hearts because we know God is for us and he's not against us, and our victory is going to come through Jesus Christ. The shield of faith, obviously, most of these are self-explanatory. I mean, the shield of faith is... You're going to trust not your feelings, not what you see, not what you hear, but you're going to trust Jesus and you're going to trust his promises and you're not going to be discouraged and you're not going to doubt God, but you're going to hold fast to him and his word. The helmet of salvation, uh, the devil loves to get in our head. He loves to plant seeds of doubt in our mind. He loves to discourage us and try to divide us. But if we put that helmet on and we know, we know that we believe in Jesus and we trust in Jesus and our mind is renewed by Jesus's words, then Satan's lies won't be able to stay there and mess us up. They'll bounce off that helmet. And then obviously it's, it's all kind of summed up as pastor Brian mentioned about prayer and the word of God. It's all summed up in the sword of the spirit, um, which is the word of God. So if we want to overcome Satan, if we want to beat demons, then we have to go back to Jesus and his word, and we have to walk in loving obedience to Christ and his word, because as he tells us in Ephesians, earlier on in, the, in this letter to the Ephesians, I believe it's chapter 4, where he says, hey, um, don't let the sun go down on your wrath, because if you do that, you will give a foothold to the devil. And so any time that you are sinning, any time you start deliberately and unrepentantly sinning, um, then you are basically opening yourself up 
to, um, you know, for the devil to grab a hold of you and really mess up your life, mess up your ministry, mess up your marriage. Um, he, he's, you know, if you step into that darkness where the devil is, is at, um, he will chew you up and it, and it may hurt really bad. And God, you know, God commands us to walk in the light as he is in the light. And if we stray from that, um, you know, we're, we're asking for trouble. So that's why we need to put on the armor of God. And if we will do that, then God tells us that we will be able to withstand him on that evil day. And, and what does it mean by the evil day? It means every day that we are alive until we go and be with Jesus. We are in the, we are in this present evil age um, that Satan has so many people deceived and so many people are, are held captive by him to do his will and so we're going to come under attack. And, and as Pastor Brian mentioned with his family, the more that we do for Jesus, the more attacks we're going to come up under. And so don't get discouraged. Uh, through Jesus Christ, we have the victory. But in order to walk in that victory, we have to do what he has commanded us to do, which is put on the whole armor of God. Right, right. Well, and... And I, and two, I mean, there's, I mean, you could almost say, and I'm just, I'm thinking out loud here, so you correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, there's probably two, two people who will, who will experience strong opposition from, from Satan. One are the ones who are essentially walking through his neighborhood. You know what I mean? The, the, uh, you know, when James, when James discusses, uh, you know, resisting, the devil and and there's a lot of people who will quote that resist the devil and he'll flee from you that's in james 4 well that verse it's james 4 7 and 8 says submit yourself then to god resist the devil and he will flee from you so so hand in hand with your resisting the devil is submission to god verse 8 it comes immediately after says come near to god and he will come near to you wash your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded and so I think the first guy who's really going to experience intense spiritual warfare is the guy who's, you know, he's, he's, he might not, he might not live in, you know, in Satan's neighborhood, but he's, he's frequenting, you know, uh, I, I've talked to people before who were, uh, you know, who were undergoing some, some pretty serious demonic oppression and, and, uh, and, and attacks and, and, uh, you know, but when I start asking, you know, pointed questions about what's going on in their life. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they're battling, you know, drug addiction or, uh, or they're addicted to pornography or, uh, you know, there's, there's trouble in their, in their marriage or in, or in the, you know, they're having, they're having problems that, that are, that are sinful. And, uh, and as a result of the, that, that sinful behavior and that, and that living in sin and kind of staying in it, um, uh, you know, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of <laughs> one of those, uh, you know, you live with apes, man, it's hard to be clean. Uh, famous, famous line from, from, uh, from Marilyn Manson that, uh, that, that, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't quote him like I'd quote Spurgeon, but, but I'll take truth wherever truth is found. And, and if you, if you live with apes, you, you, you're going to have a hard time staying clean. If you, I mean, we've heard for years, if you lay with the dogs, you're going to get fleas. And, and, uh, and so if you're, if you're trouncing, trouncing around in Satan's neighborhood on a fairly regular basis, then, then, uh, it shouldn't surprise us when we come under, you know, demonic oppression or attacks. Uh, 
the other person who I think is going to experience pretty frequent um, uh, demonic attacks is, is is people who are on fire for Jesus and out there trying to do the work of of, of an evangelist and 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 telling people about about how good God has been and and uh, just being a faithful Christian. Um, if, if there's uh, if there's anything that that Scripture should should you know kind of come to light is that is that uh, demons and Jesus folks don't get along. And, uh, and, and if you think about it, if I'm, if I put my, and, and man, you talk about playing devil's advocate here, this is where we're at. If, if I put myself in Satan's shoes for a minute, uh, the last thing that I want to see, I, I know I can't get back the ones who have believed and trusted in Jesus. And, and, and so the last thing I want to see though, is those people who are believing in Jesus out there telling others so that others might believe in Jesus. Um, you know, Romans 10 teaches how beautiful are the feet of those who, who, who preach the gospel. Well, at the same time, I, I would, if I said, hey, Paul, are those feet hated by, by, by those who are evil? And Paul, I feel like Paul would say, absolutely. Uh, you know, and so, um, and so if, you're, uh, if you're out there, you know, trying to nail it every day for Jesus and, and you're, you're sharing your faith and you're doing the things that Scripture teaches that we're to do, um, then I think you should, you should, uh, you should on, on a regular basis, uh, expect demonic attack. Uh, that's why putting on the whole armor of God on a daily basis is so necessary for, for the Christian, uh, is because our, our very confession invites, uh, attacks from our enemy. Um, and so I would say that's, that's, you correct me if I'm wrong now, but are, are those the two people? Who are going to experience uh, I would say, spiritual I would warfare say, yeah, to the greatest degree? I would just say maybe the way they feel it would probably be different because if you're a if you're a true Christian and and you are struggling with a sin and you're trying and you will be trying to crucify it and let go of it, you will you know I would think you would be coming under an intense spiritual attack because. If the devil knows he's got you enslaved to drugs or alcohol or pornography right. or to money or to pleasing people and you just, you know, you throw Jesus out the window if it means people will like you. And if he knows that's where your weakness is, he's going to, just like any good, whether it be Alabama and Auburn, a good rivalry and you have a an opposing, you know, an opponent, he's going to exploit your weakness. And he's going to say, well, I can't, I can't get Sam this way. But I can. But I've studied Sam sure. long enough that this is a weakness. Let's try to exploit this on him. And so, like with me, pornography wasn't by the grace of God. I've never struggled with it. Um, but now, as far as getting angry and losing my temper over certain things, I have to be careful with that because I'm kind of like Peter sometimes. You know, sometimes I my mouth goes quicker than my brain, so I have to. <laughs> I, you know, so if the devil knows, well, let's put Sam in a situation where somebody right. does something and let's see if he handles it in a righteous way or an unrighteous way. And maybe we can cause some damage through his temper, you know, or something like that. And I, I don't I mean, you know, it. I would say definitely and most definitely the Christian that's trying to serve the Lord. Um, you're going to maybe experience it in different ways, but. You know, if you're listening to this podcast and you say, well, how is the devil going to attack me? Is he going to move chairs in a dark room? Is he going to flick a light on? You know, is he going to try to, you know, come to me in some black menacing vision? I mean, maybe, maybe so. I mean, we've had, you know, 
Pastor Brian has mentioned some very strange experiences. I've had some, you know, a handful of very, you know, eerie kind of evil experiences as well. But I think the two primary ways, and I don't have any notes, I'm just speaking off my, my heart here, but the two ways I think the devil tries to get us is he tries to do it through either temptation or accusation. Those are the two ways I think he gets us because the devil comes to us like he did Adam and Eve and he, or Eve, and he tries to tempt us. In other words, he tries to get you to think that sin is better, and John Piper, I think, said this, sin is better and God is not really good. And so he tempts you and he tries to lure you or seduce you away from Jesus by saying, hey, look, you know, if you did this, oh, it would feel so good. And oh, if you just told this lie and if you just went with the flow, look at all the money you could make or, oh, look at that beautiful woman. You've worked so hard and you know, your wife don't appreciate you, and this woman does. Why don't you just go and do this? Nobody will ever know about it. Now, that could be your flesh, obviously, because sometimes, you know, we can't blame every freaking thing on the devil. We can't do it because most of the time, the greatest devil that we battle is ourselves. But there is a devil, and, and he does, you know, tempt us to try to get us to think sin is better and God is not good. And then accusation accusation is where the devil tries to put thoughts into your heart or your mind and he tries to accuse you and he says you're supposed to be a christian how could you act like that or how could you think like that or how could you do that you know god can't love you god can't use you you know my word you're just the sorriest thing there ever was and so he condemns by accusing you and that's where in the book of revelation i believe it's chapter 12 i think chapter 12 verse 10 where he says we over, we're going to overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. And so the way that we overcome the devil and his accusations um, is by remembering that, yes, I am a sinner. Yes, I do deserve to go to hell. Yes, I'm unworthy of God's love. But God the Father chose me, and Jesus Christ lived and died and rose again to redeem me and make me his child. And the Holy Spirit is now within me and is always with me, and he'll never leave me nor forsake me. And if he has forgiven me and justified me, you'll never be able to condemn me. So, you know, that's how we overcome his accusations is going back to Jesus, going back to the, to the Word of God. And the way we overcome those temptations is by crucifying our sinful nature that the devil kind of says, hey, come over here and do this, and part of you wants to do it. But then you got to go back to Jesus and his word and say, you know what? I'm willing to suffer for a time because I love Jesus more than I love pleasing and satisfying myself. I want to do things God's way, not my way. And then you just can Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what we need to do. Do we always do that? No, we don't. But, but that is what we need to do because uh, Jesus has supplied us the victory. Um, and he has given us his armor that we need to put on, and he's given us his Holy Spirit to give us power over the enemy. Greater is he that's in us, 1 John 4, 4, than he that's in the world. So we have that victory, but we have to walk in that, and we have to realize Satan, I think,'s two primary weapons is temptation and accusation, and we both can beat him on both fronts if we go back to Jesus Christ and his word.
How does that sound to you, Pastor Brian? Does that, does that sound pretty good? I would tell them. It does. Can you hear me okay? I hear you. Yeah, I hear you now. Yeah, I got you. Can you hear me all right? Okay. All right. Um, yeah, and I would tell that new believer, um, you know, look. And so, uh, and so it is absolutely critical, uh, that, that, that is early. I mean, as, as quickly as, as you come to faith, get into the word and, and get a good working knowledge of what scripture teaches and, and spend time there over and over and over, spend time there today and then do it again tomorrow. Um, because you, you do have an enemy, the, the devil, that the Bible says prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. And, uh, and, so, and so lions, the Bible calls him a lion and it calls us Jesus a sheep. Uh, now, now we're fortunate in that we have a good shepherd uh, who, who defends, provides, protects his sheep. Uh, but from time to time, it's, it's the duty of the believer to take up, take up that to put on that whole armor of God and, and go to battle. Um, and so, uh, and so I would just encourage, uh, every believer that listens, uh, get in the word, spend time in the word often, uh, because that's, that's to resist the enemy that, that, uh, that would attack and, and, and bring it down. The, uh, I was talking with a, talking with a guy who who was in um he was in um a treatment center for drug addiction and uh and he said that it was not unusual for a guy to come in spend a little bit of time and 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 him be violently opposed to anything having to do with scripture um for him to be violently opposed to anything you know to anything to do with worship uh if it had Jesus in it he he would be they'd be violently opposed to it. Um, and he said, I started noticing that it wasn't just one guy uh, there. Anybody that came in or very often people that came in would be, would be just, you know, absolutely violently opposed to anything to do with Jesus. Um, and he said, I found out that, that these guys that were having to be, you know, taken to different places and, and having one-on-one conversations, guys he said those turned out not they were and praying though um and he said no, i don't know if they're Yes.
I don't know. He said, he said to me, I don't know if that was demonic uh, attachment or oppression or possession, but these guys would walk in one personality. And he said, oftentimes they would come out like a completely new person and, and oftentimes in tears, uh, oftentimes exhausted. Uh, but, but they would go in there and pray over these men. Um, they would, they would, uh, they would pray, they would pray God's word. Uh, they would pray penalty of it. And so, uh, it just, it moves him, uh, position because he realizes that man, I spent five get in the word. Do not take this and spend time. That's a good, no, that's a really good point there. Um, and, you know, thinking about kind of talking about maybe demonic possession, you know, some people have some questions about that, but, you know, that very well could happen today. I mean, there's no reason to say it can happen. Um, I've heard, you know, we've heard stories from reputable pastors and, and things like that. And I, I can't say personally, I think I've met one person my whole life who I really thought was, possessed by demons um but um you know it's it's you know it's always good to you know as richard baxter talked about you know it's always really good to if you feel like you're under a demonic attack to you know make sure that you you know rule out any medical cause you know it could be epilepsy it could be parkinson's disease um you know we can't attribute every sickness or disease to a demon um, they didn't do it back in Jesus's day. And, and, and I think it's, it's not biblically to correct to say, well, you got a cold, then you've got a, you got a demon, sure. you know, named Phoebos who's given you, who's given you COVID-19. <laughs> I mean, so we don't want, you know, we don't want to get too far out there in wacky world where we attribute, you know, a flat tire, your car won't start, the, the devil killed your battery, you know, no, you know, that's not always the case, but but at the same time, we don't want to get so intellectual that we say, well, maybe there's not a spiritual element to it. Um, and that's why I would advise you that if you're struggling with depression or or you have migraines or you whatever your physical symptoms may be, you know, go to a doctor. Let him let him do a, a thorough physical examination and rule out any physiological cause. It might be, um, you know, you know, see if it's if it's a physical thing Um and then at the same time, don't rule out the spiritual because we know that uh, us being made in God's image, we were made um, in a dualistic way in the sense that we are a physical, uh, we're a physical being, but we have a spirit or a soul as well. So any type of issue we struggle with is going to probably manifest in some physical symptoms as well as spiritual and even psychological symptoms. So, you know, we want to treat the whole person and, 
And so we don't want to rule out any spiritual attacks that you might be having. Um, most especially if you're, if you're dabbling in sin right now, if you're listening to this and you have some hidden sin that you keep messing around with, um, you need to kill that sin or that sin's going to kill you. I'm going to put it to you just like that. Just put the dang stuff down in the name of Jesus. When you feel like sinning, pray, run to the word of God, call an accountability partner from your small group or your church or Sunday school class, call your pastor, say, pastor, I need you to pray for me. I'm struggling. Um, fight sin with all of your might. And I'm here to tell you that uh, the devil is going to try to make that sin seem so sweet. Um, he's going to try to, you know, he's not going to come to you with that, with the fangs and a pitchfork. Uh, if your temptation is a beautiful woman, he may come to you in a gorgeous woman. If your temptation is a funny, intelligent, rich, handsome man, that's the devil's going to be dressed, you know, as that. Um, you know, if your struggle is money, then he's going to maybe put you in a situation where, I had a guy that I worked with one time and he came to me and said, Hey, um, I need you to tell a lie for me and, and I'll help you out. You know, if you'll go along with me here. And, and, uh, I said, no, I said, I can't do that. I cannot do that. I'm very, you know, I apologize, but you know, I can't, you know, I can't just go around lying. You know, my Lord, my Lord, Jesus Christ tells me not to lie. So I don't want to do that. So, so, you know, if you're going to fight off the devil and demons, um, get on the armor of God, which means trust and obey Jesus Christ and his words. Submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and then he'll flee from you. I mean, there's nothing the devil, the devil can't make you do anything. The devil cannot control you as a Christian. Um, you know, some people say, Pastor Brian, you know, I'm a Christian. Can I be demonically possessed? And I would say, no, you can't be possessed, but you can be influenced. Um, I think of Peter, um, now, Judas obviously was never a born-again Christian, um, but people like Peter, um, you know, the devil can put some ideas in your head. And, and if you're, you get into your flesh or your ego or your pride and you don't get into the Word of God, um, the devil can wind up influencing you to say and do some stupid stuff, some, some sinful stuff. And so it's so important that when you feel like you're coming under attack, you don't need to call a, a priest or you know, a holy man. And I, you know, I even had a woman in my church. She got, she got mad at me because she swore there was a demon in the church parking lot. And, um, the demon was hindering the church from growing. And, uh, she wanted this so-called prophet to come cast out the demon. And I just respectfully, as best as I could, um, told her, look, we need to pray. Uh, we need to put on the armor of God. We need to submit ourselves to God and the devil shall flee from us. Well, she wasn't happy with that. She snatched up her stuff and out the door she went. So, uh, and her accusation to me was, I don't take demonic warfare seriously. Well, I, I do take it seriously, but I'm not going to resort to voodoo and black magic and seances and spells. That's and right. Holy water. I'm not going to resort to that crap to get rid of a demon. You just can't, that, you know, the demon's sitting there laughing at you, if, you know, because if we're going to beat the demon, if we're going to beat the devil, we have to follow Jesus and we have to kill sin because once you start getting into that sin, he is, he's going to, he got a foothold on you. He's going to really be able to pin you down because we are wrestling against the devil. That's close hand to hand combat. And if we're going to overcome our enemy, we have to walk in the power and the truth that Jesus has given us. And if we do that, then we will have the victory. But 
you know, we can't we can't try to fight a spiritual war with some type of physical religious weapons. Right. right. So, but uh, but yeah, that sounds good. Well, Pastor Brian, um, I know it's a Wednesday, and you and I are both gonna get ready for our Wednesday night services. Um, what do you have any final parting words of wisdom for all of our listeners? Now, apparently, they're listening to us. Uh, not only in Canada, but they're listening to us now in uh, Ireland and Germany and in uh, the Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, and all I would have to say is, is just on repeat, be in the word, um, see godly counsel. Um, there, there's a, uh, there's a, there's a reason why uh, that whole iron sharpens iron. Uh, so one sharpens another. There, there's a reason that's there. And so I would say just find, find good godly counsel. Uh, don't, don't get your, uh, your weapons on this are not going to come from a movie or uh, a book from some, uh, you know, prophet or, or demon hunter. That's, that's not, uh, that's not where this is going to, where this battle is going to be won. It's going to be won by, uh, by Bible believing Christians who put their faith in God and take up the sword of the spirit uh, to, to go and, and, and fight the good fight. So I just encourage people be in the word. Amen. I, you know, and, and all we're saying is we're just, we're just echoing what the, what Jesus and the apostle Paul and the apostle Peter and the apostle John, we're just reaffirming what they've taught us now for 2000 years. And, and, um, and so I would just encourage you, uh, you know, realize that you have a real enemy, um, and don't underestimate him. Uh, I, one more thing I want to throw in there real quick is I have people come up to me and say, can I cast out a devil? Can I cast out a demon? Now, me personally, I would say that the spiritual gift of miracles, which means great power, uh, the ability to do kind of nature-defying things, I would say that right. maybe certain Christians, God gives them with the gift of miracles or power, supernatural power in order to cast out a demon. But I would exhort you not to so much try to cast out a demon. I would just exhort you to put on the armor of God, submit yourself to God, resist the devil, pray and ask the Father to rebuke that demon away from you or out of that person in the name of Jesus Christ. That's what I would say to do. I would never try to communicate with a demon I would never try to try to say, okay, man, I'm fixing to cast you out. I'm fixing to, you know, I'm not going to do a Kenneth Copeland and blow COVID-19 and all the demons away. And I'm not, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to advise you to do that because the Bible doesn't say for us to do it. Um, I would just advise you that you do have an enemy. Don't underestimate him, but don't overestimate him because we have the victory through Jesus. And if we're going to walk in that victory, put on the armor of God, uh, be obedient to Christ and his word. Don't don't dance with the devil by sinning and, 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 and believing and teaching false doctrines. Hold fast to Jesus and his truth. And if we will do that, then the devil will flee from us because he will not be able to get a good hold of us and pin us down as long as we're walking in the light with Jesus Christ. And so, um, right. so I appreciate you guys listening to this podcast tonight. And I appreciate Pastor Brian and I hope... Um, if y'all get a chance, just please tune in to Fairview Baptist Church in Sampson, Alabama. Um, they do a Sunday morning, Sunday night, and a Wednesday night service. Um, also check out the Vintage Christian Truth Instagram and our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. 
and then check out Lighthouse Community Church in Abbeville, Alabama. We do a Sunday morning, and then we just do a Wednesday night. So just check us out on Facebook um, from anywhere in the world, and we appreciate y'all listening to this podcast, and we hope y'all have a blessed and safe night.